before I start this segment, I just want to let you guys know we'll be talking about suicide and mental illness. Listen at your own risk. If you are suffering with any of these issues that we are discussing, contact SAMHSAS National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP or National Alliance on Mental Illness at 1-800-950-6264. Hey guys, welcome back to Tori's Story. So I know it's been a while since I've done my own segment, like just by myself, um, but on regarding today's topic, I think it's really important that I do this by myself just so that you guys are fully listening and are fully taking everything that I'm talking about to heart because I think as a society, we can all do something to help this issue pretty easily. So yeah, uh, let's get started. So I first want to start off with the with some statistics that I found when I was first doing my research. I found out that 63% of teens nowadays suffer from anxiety and depression. And I heard that I heard that number and it was just crazy to me. That was insane. That number is so big. That's over 50% of teens. That's this that's insane. And it's skyrocketing. That number is growing and it needs to be talked about. We need to talk about teens' mental health. We need, we need to tackle this problem. Now, this problem is, it's crazy because if we help teens learn how to deal with their emotions and learn how to cope with them, you help future adults learn how to deal with their emotions. And it's crazy because there was a study done in 2012 by the Royal College of Psychiatrists, and they found that 50% of adult mental health issues present are presented before the age of 14, and 75% before the early 20s. Now, that's crazy. That's... I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, that just proves that we should be putting time and energy into teens' mental health. And yet, we don't. So, in regards to that, I want to bring up a story. I want to talk about Amber Crowburn. Amber Crowburns. Um... She is an advocator for teens' mental health and has been pushing for teens' mental health ever since 2012. Uh, in 2011, her brother, Ben, was showing severe signs of depression and anxiety. And he had just barely turned 18, so his family decided to get him help and to put him in a clinic um, for adults. He was put into a, an adult clinic. And Amber's family clearly saw that they had no idea how to help Ben. They had no idea how to help his adolescence brain. Because when you're 18, you're, your brain hasn't fully developed. You're not an adult. And they were treating him like an adult. But he wasn't. So the doctors had no, no idea on how to help him. And three short months later, he decided to take his own life. And... That's, that's what sparked Amber uh, 
After that, in 2012, Amber's family decided to run a charity to try and help raise funding for teens' mental health because she saw, their family saw, that something needed to change. Ever since then, Amber has been working towards helping teens around the world help deal with their emotions. <sighs> um, to put it in Amber's own words, this is how she truly feels about the situation. So, it makes the best sense to pour energy and funding into adolescents' mental health care because not only will you create healthier and happier young people, but you're also investing in their quality of life and their life chances. And yet, we don't. I think that just, I mean, that just speaks for itself. It just, it's, it really just says that we just need to help teens so that they have a better life in the future as adults. In 2020, Amber established her own company called Working Well. Uh, you can find it at workingwellsw.com. It is, her company is, is there and, or is free and is offered to teens to teach them how to deal with their issues. It, to teach them how to cope with their own mental issues. But besides, so she offers classes to those teens, but then there's also other classes for adults to learn how to help their own children or to help guardians of kids to help teach them how to help teens, uh, which I think it's, and it's free. It's all free. So it's very, I mean, that just proves that she's working really hard toward this and she's just, she's an amazing person. And if you have time, you should definitely look her up, but. Yeah, uh, and, and, and this leads into my next topic as to how do we help teens and how does the common person help this issue? Well, I did a survey in Utah and I had about 50 people answer it from Olympus, Skyline, and people that I work with. And there were three common answers towards how they would help someone if it looked like they needed help or how to help teens which one of them was to just keep them on a schedule, which I think is really, I think that's a great idea. It, keeping someone on a schedule keeps them in a regiment, helping them form good habits young so that when they're older, they don't have to reteach themselves all these habits. Um, the second one was to lighten their workload. So it was interesting because I found out that in the 90s to 2012, they, there was not a big increase in teens' workload, but after 2012, those numbers just completely spiked. It went from two to maybe three hours per day for kids to be coming home and working on their schoolwork to three to five hours, which is crazy. That's, that's insane. So if we just lightened their workload a little bit and didn't give them as much homework, it would probably help. Um, and, the, and the last thing is, the last thing is to listen. And to listen to people's stories or to listen to their stories and their feelings. And it's just, it's so important. And if you just listened, it would help immensely. Uh, I think... 
no, I know that this is important and I know that we should be fighting for this. And besides, and that's literally all, all we can do. That's all we can do. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, it's crazy. And I know that I have suffered myself with some of these issues and it's not fun. It's crazy because when you look from the outside, from the outside and to the inside, it's, it's a completely different story. Because on the outside, someone who is suffering from these issues might seem normal, but in reality they're suffering and they don't feel like they have anyone to talk to. So it just, it's, there's terrible consequences for not feeling like someone's there to listen to you. So I just, I hope you really take this stuff to heart and I really hope that you're listening to the fact that we need to help teens. Uh, yeah. All of my resources from this recording uh, can be found at healthychildren.org, singlecare.com, and childrenresourcesgroup.com. If you have any questions, go ahead and uh, shoot me an email. Thank you.